0: I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Sumo Kaboom. We talk about all things Sumo. Yeah. And this week, I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh, retirement that happened over the last week. Yes. And also a Hanka spreadsheet that taught me some very new info. Interesting. So we're going to talk a little bit about stats. But first, we've got a question from a listener. So, this one comes from Jeremy Lewis. And by the way, y'all, you can send us questions anytime you like. You can call. You can email. We love is our it phone when you ask number? questions. I don't know what phone our is. phone number is. Our phone number is somewhere, somewhere out there. there. <laughs> it's somewhere out there, but we definitely have a phone number. It's on our website. Uh, okay. This is from Jeremy Lewis in Rockport, MA. Mass. And he says, good afternoon, ladies. First off, thanks for the podcast. I really enjoy it as a new sumo fan. Oh, that right there just made you, me Jeremy. happy because we try to be very welcoming to people who are brand new to the sport. It yeah. doesn't matter if you've watched it once or you've watched it hundreds of times. Welcome. welcome. To this podcast. Yes. Anyway, he says, the January Basho was the first I've watched oh. and I was hooked from the start. Yay. I was hoping you might be able to answer a couple of questions. How does the whole envelope/sponsorship slash thing work? Also, um, yeah. is it possible to bet on professional Japanese sumo wrestling in the USA? Thanks for any info you have. Oh. You want to snag that cuz I know you know the answer.
1: Well, I I would uh, I'll take the second part, the gambling one. Okay. I imagine somewhere in Vegas there's a chance. There's an a, there's probably somebody betting on it. Now, if you're in Japan, now they have had Big old, big time troubles getting involved with the yakuza, which is the Japanese mafia, and match fixing and betting in the past. So there has been a tradition in the past of actually that there being betting and gambling within the organization itself, which is very much poo-pooed upon and you can get ousted forever if you're caught gambling or match fixing or something like that so in japan it's a no-no but for us who knows i'm sure you can bet on it somewhere i do not know of anyone in particular that has a sumo betting ring going but you know what you could, start your, you could start
0: your own start your own
1: and i'm sure but you know what? what's pretty close you can play bingo with us and you can have an opportunity to win some prizes we are going to have bingo cards coming out here pretty soon, and uh, we play bingo. So the wrestlers that you're trying to get a bingo with will either have a kachikoshi, a winning record, and you have to have a solid line of those winners, or a solid line of losers, makikoshi, our losing record. And uh, we mail out prizes all over the world. So if you are a game player, and if you do like prizes, give our bingo game a solid chance this next boss show.
0: That's right. And just to be clear, we do not send you cash if you win. We do not. No. You get a of Jam. You get sumo merch from big sumo fan. Who, yeah. And he's a fabulous shop in the States for all things sumo. You occasionally get other odds and ends from other people that make sumo merchandise and stuff that comes from Japan. You know, it's fun, but it's not cash. No, okay? sorry. And I don't know of any groups betting on sumo. I haven't even heard of any groups betting on I don't, sumo. I haven't But there either. you go. Now to your first question, how does this whole envelope sp- slash sponsorship thing work? Okay, those are envelopes of cash. cash, cold hard cash. When you see a wrestler at the end get even one envelope or a huge stack of them, there's about six hundred dollars in yeah. each envelope. Yeah. So if it's a big stack, that's, that's a lot of. It's money. a lot of cold hard cash. Yeah, but the wrestler doesn't take it all home. No, they
1: split these with their oyakata yeah. and then. Some goes back to the
0: JSA, a percentage Some does. goes to their retirement right. for their life after sumo. Yeah. So they get a portion of it, but a good portion yeah. of it. It's still something that I imagine they are very, very excited about. Yes. Yeah. And so if a person wants to sponsor or get some cold hard cash in an envelope – They have to give a certain amount of money to the JSA. Usually they'll get a flag, you know, all those little flags, the the banners that you see walking around. Yeah, those are the sponsors for, like, that match. Yeah. Whoever
1: has an envelope has got a banner that that tootles
0: around. Yeah. Doyo. Yeah, like we've joked. We've joked here, like we got to get a Sumo Kaboom banner. Wouldn't oh, that be man. awesome? Oh, <laughs> we could just raise the money. Anybody out there have like tons
1: of money that they would just like to frivolously throw our way to get a Sumo Kaboom banner? It would make us so happy.
0: Speaking of, we've had some really wonderful donations as of late in our coffee account, and I just want to say thank you because it's you. coming in from Germany and from Japan what? and from the States, and it, y'all are just a very generous community. That is so and sweet. And you support us so well. So yeah. thank yeah, it goes you, thank right you. back out the
1: door for bingo mailings, but yeah, <laughs> but and our and our website and all that other like upkeep and everything. Yeah. But it's very very so sweet.
0: appreciated. Thank you. So and while we're thanking people, y'all really came through last week when we said. Said, we have yet to see a picture of Kochinawaka smiling and Kageyaki smiling together. Okay, we didn't find one with them together. Because <laughs> that was the really hard one that, that was, we were looking to yeah. find. We're still looking we're for We're still that. looking at for, for we that We might one. have to Photoshop them together and make one because y'all came through. I've seen Cotunawaka smiling this week. Yes. Cotunawaka, y'all sent us adorable pictures of Cotunawaka smiling. And it it's great because you were right, Leslie. He is a little snaggletooth boy. His little front teeth are snaggled the opposite I way. have a thing. I like
1: teeth. I do. I he, really do. So well, I, it warms my heart when I see schnaggle teeth. It's not
0: an insult. I do like a schnaggle tooth. So Kotunowaka has warmed our hearts with his smile. We only found one single photo of Kagayaki smiling, y'all. You came through <laughs> with one. So that is the man out there who is a sourpuss. Needle in a haystack. And yeah. Congrats to whoever found that one though. It was hard to find. It was it must have been Are hard sure to find. Are sure it was not photoshopped smile? It seems very genuine. I okay. don't know. All right. But maybe I'll photoshop them together well, this week. Maybe he's so like you hanging out with in Inho. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. When does the basho start? Mm, Sunday. So we got to get
1: our bingo cards out, everyone. Yeah. Make sure and grab those bingos, uh, bingo cards. We will be putting them out on social media and on our website. If you sign up for our newsletter, you get the link first before everybody else. So just a reminder... This Basho, we have some people that are going to show up, and then we have some people who are on the Banzuke that are not going to be there. And that means that if they never make an appearance in the Basho, they are a dead square. Sorry, sorry. Ichi Nojo I- fans. Yeah, sorry, Ichis, Ichi fans. But everybody else that shows up to wrestle, even if they show up a couple of days late and they show up to wrestle, they, sh- they wrestle for one day. They can get a Maki Koshi record or a kachikoshi record, depending on how they do after that. But if they show up one day, that means that's a live square and that can go towards your Maki Koshi or your kachikoshi record. Bingo. In a nutshell, get your cards. They're coming at you hard and fast because we got a Basho coming up.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's a hard, fast bingo game. You're playing with like 460 other people.
1: Yeah, or who 500. Are, who yeah, knows? Who are on
0: the ball? Yeah, we keep we've... creeping towards that 500 because that's our cutoff. Yeah. <laughs> we're like no more than 500 cards. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, pretty fun and exciting. Yeah. So get those cards. All right, how about a news flash? There is some um, scandal. That just came out in the sumo rags, but also in legitimate uh, news media, that there was a an assault that basically happened at the Michinoku Beya. Now, that is the stable that our beloved Kiribayama and Kakuru come from. Now, this accusation, you know, it came to be public just yesterday or today. But this happened a little bit back. Apparently, there was a younger wrestler in the stable and he was being picked on and basically assaulted by an older big brother, essentially. I don't know. What's the what's the word? Senpai. And so he was like brutally kind of attacked and. The younger guy made it be known that he was being abused by this uh, other guy who was hitting him and doing like a number of other things. The laundry list of crappy things this other guy did is long. And the guy went to his oyakata. And as typical, what happens is that we're all told in the sumo world that they're changing their ways this is the way sumo was done many years ago it would be a brutal sport the hazing and the and the abuse kind of to toughen up a wrestler would be unbearable and that's how they created wrestlers well after the scandals that have happened in the past and deaths of wrestlers in the past they have made changes and This was scandalous and coming out today or yesterday because it's evidence that it's still happening and the JSA and the... The Oyakatas are still tight-lipped about what goes on behind the scenes. So what happened is this young kid got vocal about it because he's like, hey, it's not fair. This other guy retired uh, maybe in April. He was able to have his haircutting ceremony. He didn't leave in disgrace. He was given his like proper due as he went out the door, but he did retire but this young kid was like, no <laughs> it was verbal, it was physical abuse and it started the second he entered the the stable in 2020. I mean he said and he was hazed by this other guy, I will kill you, you will die like terrible things like this. So basically as it's come out, journalists are all over it. people are saying why is this still happening? How can this be happening? And this is uh, like I said in Michinoku, which is a big stable, Got some big, powerful wrestlers in it. And the former Ozeki Karishima is the Oyakata. And he knew about it. And... Didn't do anything, essentially. So um, that will continue to play out, I'm sure, in the next couple of weeks, because now it's out in the open. I imagine the JSA and everybody else wanted it to stay behind closed doors. Hmm. But again, it wor—it makes me worried, everybody else worried that this is the stuff that happens still. And I think for international fans, when this stuff comes out, I hate seeing it, but at least it's coming out. And that puts pressure back on the JSA to make this stuff stop. Yeah. We won't watch the sport anymore if we know that that's the training techniques that are working in your in your stable. There's got to be another way.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: you got to you got to change it.
0: Unfortunately, this reminds me of the story I told last Halloween. Yeah. It was an extra that I ended up sending to our uh people who support us on coffee. A story, a very similar story, but it had a much darker ending. Yeah. Didn't end well for that No, I mean who's being bullied at all. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a very kid is stood up
1: for himself and was like, No, it's twenty twenty. I'm not gonna change. If I didn't eat my lunch or something, you get punched in the face, like something awful. Hmm. You know? It's like you can change the way you do things. So it's out. And now they'll have to answer to the public. And when the sport is not growing over there, then you might look at some of these problems and go, Hey, maybe this is a problem, you know, maybe this is Maybe it's not just something you can, you know, brush under the rug. Maybe we actually have to do something about it. So we'll continue to hear about this? I hope so. Um, hope there'll be some heads will roll. I hope. Anyway. Let's move on. Uh, who's showing up at this tournament? I think Takakesho is. I so, think Tarina Fuji is. I think Tadina Fuji is, but we will see what shape they're in. Takakesho at this point has just been doing fundamentals. So that's not much time to start sparring this week. So methinks it's going to be a tricky spot for him. Tadina Fuji as well. But... What uh, I really want to talk about, and we'll talk about this in the main section, is the Ichi Nojo retirement that happened this week. Great. Well, they called him the Monster. That was his nickname in the sumo world by many of his fans, and I know that we have lots of people who are fans of Ichinojo. Ichinojo grew on me in time. But when I first started watching sumo, he just looked like this big, lumbering, grumpy guy who was just big. And, and me, like everybody else who's just starting to watch sumo years ago, was like, this guy's only advantage is his weight. And the truth is, that's not the case. Where this guy came from was Mongolia. He was part of a nomadic tribe and was roaming the range of Mongolia till the age of 13. All the while, he was training in bok, which is the Mongolian wrestling and judo. So when he was younger, he was definitely athletic and he was wrestling and he was a very, very skilled wrestler. He came over to Japan um, I'm guessing scouted, but uh, he had a lot of potential. And Japan at the time was scouting from Mongolia. He came over on the same flight as uh, Mitoriu and Terunofuji. And these three young kids from Mongolia came over and went to high school at uh, it's what I call it, Sweet Totori High, mm-hmm. which is a big old sumo powerhouse high school in Japan. And they were basically brought in you know, from Mongolia to Japan to go to high school, to be on the sumo club and to do sumo. Now, Ichinojo went through the program and then I think he took one year either after high school before he joined pro sumo uh, to actually, and he he taught the local, uh, he coached the local high school team, I think. Mm -hmm. From there He had a rise to the top pretty fast. And I think if you can see pictures of his first debut up as Sakutori, he had the long hair, like one of one of the few guys Mm -hmm. that you see because their hair hasn't grown out fast, fast enough that he came up into the big leagues with not being able to tie his hair in a top knot. Mm-hmm. And he came up through the system. He had a lot of advantages. His height, he's 6'3", and as he topped out, he was 467 pounds, uh, I think. Uh, but just a whiff of a man. Just a whiff of a man. Small. But here's the thing. He did not show up at the weigh-in. That happened last week. All the wrestlers come and they do their way in and check-in. He just decided to not show up. And he also didn't tell his stable master. So it was a surprise. Yeah. In a nutshell, it was a big ol' surprise. Because he is... I mean, I haven't even told you about his career. You don't need to know about his career. You've been watching him, right? He's 30 years old. He's still... He just won the Jurio Championship, in I think 2020 2021, uh, January November to January in 2021, 20 he broke some COVID protocols and he went off and did his own thing. He was found out and he was punished and his he was sent back down. He was made to miss a a basho. And he came back. And when he came back after that, he roared back up to the top. So he was making his re-debut to, or his debut again, back up into Makauchi after that suspension. He also won in July of last year, the Emperor's Cup. So he has, in the last few tournaments, (laughs) won the biggest prize you can win. Right after that, all this publicity and hubbub came out it was also another scandal about what he had been going through privately in his stable. And he had been dealing with um, bouts of alcoholism or heavy drinking. And some of it was reported um, back to the JSA, I think privately, maybe it was made public by somebody. I don't know to, um, to let everyone know whenever he got drunk, he would get abusive or mean or belligerent. So, Right on the tail end of this glorious win, you know, he wanted to win the Emperor's Cup. It was kind of overshadowed immediately with this scandal that was revealed. And so me personally, this is what I think, he's just had a shadow over him. And the more you dig into this and the more you read up about the interview he did as he retired, you kind of get a different feeling about who Ichinojo is. What sense do you get? I get the sense that he is a man of strong... He has strong convictions. He doesn't play by other people's rules. Convictions about fashion? uh, No, Uh, about what he wants to do. Ah. And he's going to do what he damn well wants to do. And he did not communicate well. When the interviewers this week were interviewing him, A, all the other wrestlers that were interviewed afterward were... um, Equally as confused and shocked. So it came about super fast, apparently. Everybody was like, What? He's only 30 years old. He just won the Juryo. He's back of a Makauchi. He won Emperor's Cup. Not to what this makes everyone thinks it's a complete waste. So he said a couple of things to Like, um, people are like, Well, what are you going to do after? And he doesn't have any stock in the JSA. So he can't stay as an Oyakata. He right. is a Japanese citizen but he said, I don't know. I haven't thought that far. And his coach, after they did the joint interview, the coach left the room whenever there was open questions. So, and they apparently didn't make any eye contact either. There was, I mean, although if they're sitting next to each other, I wasn't sure how it was, but they normally don't. Um, but, uh, everyone kind of said that it was weird. And a number of things that Ichinojo said, and in that indicated that he had made this decision on his own very fast. And he said, his excuse is that he has a really bad back and he can't sleep, he can't practice with the pain that he has in his back. And I believe that. Yeah. He's heavy and he's been carrying a lot and he has had the horrible injuries. But everyone else is kind of like or I think Kitty Bioma said the job of a wrestler is to be able to fight well through we're always injured through the injuries. You're always expected to show up and fight through them. Until you get tired of doing so. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that he just plain was like, I'm done. And then either there was more turmoil or more scandal behind the scenes. The relationship with him and his coach have never really been able to be patched up since all of that came about. And coach has also said, "Uh, you know, it's all water under the bridge now. But you kind of get a sense with not his fieriness, that his kind of like, I don't care. I'm done with the JSA. I don't care what I do. I just kind of went out. Um, that kind of attitude he had indicated that like, there's something more than what he's saying, which is just his back. Hmm. And he's on the Banzuke. He made the, this decision exactly like right after it was, right after it was released, just like here I am back up in Makuchi and I'm out. Yeah. So it's a very, very strange. It's just strange timing for something like this. I see, I
0: see. Maybe he is just thinking there has got to be easier ways to make a living. Yeah. And my body can't handle this anymore. I'm out. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Any ideas about what he's going to do? I've heard some gossip about, you know, businesses, investments that he's made, but I don't, I haven't read anything about that. Do you know? No. I mean, he hasn't, uh, I think people assume he's just going to go back to Mongolia.
1: Because even though he has a citizenship, like, he hasn't been living at the stable. Like, a lot of the stuff that's left him co- disconnected from the stable, I think, still exists. A lot of that tension, it's never really been patched up. Um, And he seemed just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's a really strange thing when you retire. She'd just be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll think about it tomorrow or whatever.
0: <laughs> Maybe she's just going to go to Hawaii Maybe he just Just needs a really long vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Get a whole bunch of massages, lie around on the beach, go fishing. One thing he
1: did say is that, oh, this was how he was quoted. He said about his retirement, he was like, well, it all happened so fast that I haven't had time to think back about my most memorable bouts. He was asked about what were his favorite moments in his career. So if something happened so fast... Why did it happen so fast? You can't even think back about your favorite hmm. matches. Yeah. That's a weird thing to say, right? I don't know. But he's still gonna get the retirement ceremony and that whole thing, right? He had no details, nothing like that. People asked about it and he was like, I don't know. I I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So
0: I don't I don't know. So it's an interesting end. It's a really interesting end to a real a solid career yeah but a career that was loaded with injury back pain and, and
1: maybe sadness you know maybe it's just been a hard time and he's done with it mm-hmm. if you start drinking there's usually a reason you know and uh something tells me that maybe he was just miserable so yeah. i wish him luck and the next and i just hope he's happy you know yeah. and finds like a some some promise and some joy in his life, you know.
0: I just hope uh I hope he gets rid of the back pain. Yeah. Cuz a well, life he can... full of back pain sounds miserable. Well, I know. Hopefully he'll be able to lose some weight quickly and yeah. that will help. So. Y'all, if you want to know more about Ichinojo, we did an earlier episode on him. It's episode number 61 called the big guys, I believe is The big boys of sumo. That's Mm -hmm. what it was. The big boys of sumo. So if you want to know more about him and his career, you can always listen to that. That was 100 episodes ago. Can you believe that? Yeah. No way. Isn't that amazing? How did we do that? I know. (laughs) (laughs) One step at a time. All right. Okay. I am sharing with you something that a listener sent to us. A couple of weeks ago, we, we talked with Bruce about the hanka, right? All the different forms of the hanka. And uh, Benjamin Marshman sent in a spreadsheet on which he has been cataloging all of the hankas that have been completed in the top divisions since 2021. So if you're sitting at home and you're wondering, how can I contribute to this sport? This is one way you can do it. You can start (laughs) making records of what you're watching because that's what Benjamin did. He said, okay, I am going to make a record of not the meet and moves, but any hanka that someone makes where they sidestep initially. Yeah. Right. I'm going to record who did it, under what circumstances, the weight differences between the people involved, the ranks of the wrestlers. Like, wow. It's uh, it's an amazing document that he's put together. Please tell me in his real life he's like a statistician. Right. You would think so. Right. But I'm going to share with you some of the takeaways that I got just from looking at two and uh, almost a half, two and a half years of Henka. Wow. So the first year, 2021, I'm just gonna actually, 2021 and 2022, I'm gonna talk about just the top division, Makauchi. And okay. then 2023, I'll talk about Jurio and Makauchi because okay. he does, he keeps stats on all of wow. them, right? But I'm just looking at the top division in 2021. The person who did the most hankas. this is probably not gonna surprise you. Was Teretsuyoshi. Oh. In 2021. Okay. He did 15 hankers (laughs) that year. 15. And not meet and moves. Avoid so much. Right. I know. 15. (laughs) But get this. He was injured back then. I think he was. Well, it's probably starting to be. Yeah. But get this, his success rate was only 60%. Whoa. So he's hanking, but not... Not always working. Right. (laughs) Right? I mean, but it makes sense. He's a smaller guy. So the hankas, I would think, usually done by the smaller guys. Yeah. Right? So 15 hankas throughout the year. He's averaging about 43 kilograms lighter than most of his opponents. So he's much lighter than the people that he's meeting. Yeah. He's going for the hanka. Second on this list no surprise guess oh for sure you no hanka oh tishoma yes <laughs> i would have thought tishoma would be first on the list yeah he's our ki- hanka king right but no he's in second place wow he is our red ribbon guy so he did nine hankas throughout 2021 wow it's less than i would have thought a pure hanka only yeah. nine cuz we have 6 Boshos throughout the year but we're not counting all of his hit and shifts either exactly exactly <laughs> but check this out terence yoshi's success rate as 60 percent chiyoshoma's success rate 100 wow wow so he's good at the fake exactly it shows that he is very good at it when he does it in 2021 Third place on this list was a surprise for me. In 2021, the the guy who was third place was Tochinoshin. Tochi? Can you believe that? No. He did it six times. What? A pure Hanka. Yeah. And his success rate was 83%. Wow. That's surprising. I thought so too. I did not expect to see Tochinoshin in the top three for all of the Hankas. On the in the top division. Yeah. The fourth was Aqua, wasn't really successful at his Hankas. Only forty percent of them worked, but I remember him doing a lot of Hankas. Yeah, that right? makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And the fifth was Ishiura. Okay, another little guy. Right. He was also really good at it, a hundred percent success rate at his Hankas. So I thought, okay, that that's interesting in 2021. If you look at the whole list, like all the men in that top division, there's only 16 men that tried hankas in the top division in 2021. Only 16. Wow. The rest of them, like, meet sumo full on. Exactly. Like, didn't even try it, which I
1: thought was interesting. Imagine they know that about each other. They're like, this guy is likely to do a hanka. Uh, you know this guy hasn't in the last 5 years you know they're not yeah. immune to stats either i'm sure somebody's going hey this guy did a, these all these moves last basho you're fighting him tomorrow this is what you could maybe expect
0: exactly you want to take a guess as to who is not on that list i imagine you'll get somebody oh takayasu not on the list you are right not on the list uh, i guessed first tamawashi yeah tamawashi not on the list yeah. at all no. nowhere <laughs> Nowhere at all. <laughs> yep. So good guesses all the way around. um Okay. So now I'm going to go to 2022. Okay. Interestingly, more men tried the henka in 2022 than 2021. Hmm. 22 men. Whoa. So roughly half of our top competitors tried Gave a, pure it a henka. yeah They were like, I'm going to go out there and get myself a free slurpee. Exactly. The two different success. Okay. Now, number one in 2022 for the second year running was Teretiyoshi. Wow. Who tried it more? He said, okay, I haven't been all that successful with my 15 tries. I'll try it 18 times. Well, he's just so darn injured.
1: Yes. So that may just be what he's doing to hang on. Exactly.
0: I'd be interested to go back in his whole career and see if it's been there, the whole time I would too, but he's number one in 2021, 2022. Uh, second on the list for the second year in a row, Gioshoma, who tried it seven times, not as successful in oh. 2022. His success rate went down to Maybe 71%. He's gotten heavier too. That may be harder to do, heavier. It might be. I think he is heavier now, yeah. But the third on the list surprised me third on the list in 2022 for Hanka's Toby Zaru. He tried it the same number of times as Chiyoshoma. What? Yes. And Chioshoma gets a bad rap. I know. So we should be looking at Tobizaru because he is just as likely to do a Henka as Chiyoshoma. Whoa. And this was a surprise for me. The exact same success rate as hmm. well. Chiyoshoma gets it or in 2022, 71% of the time. Same with Tobizaru. Wow. And Tobizaru the year before uh, was... 7th. So he 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 was towards the top of the list, but he's doing it more often now. Uh 2022 is number 3 on the list. So 10 roughly 10 to 11% of his wins are coming from Hanka. Wow. Yeah, and number 4 on this list in 2022 Ura. Hm. Number 5 Hoshoryu. Yeah, I knew he was up there. I've
1: seen him, especially last year, he was trying more of it. When he was struggling to kind of establish himself in the upper ranks of Makauchi, he was throwing everything but the
0: kitchen sink at everyone. So he's well, he seems like he's better now, but in, he went through a phase. Well, look at this. In 2021, Hoshoryu got to that top division. He tried it, he tried a hanka three times. It only worked once. So mm-hmm. he had a 33% success rate. That... In 2021. In the next year, he tried it five times. It worked every time. Hmm. So he's gotten much better at his hankas, which I find interesting. Hmm. Yep. And then below them, Chiotairu shows up a lot. Midori Fuji, Ishiura. So smaller guys, but Chiotairu surprised yeah, that me surprises as well. Me. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys that have tried it once, even Wakataka Kage takara fuji tried it once takakesho tried it once <laughs> in 2022 and it worked for him in 2022 <laughs> miyogiryu tried it once it worked Kodosho, kiribayama hokuto fuji endo Chiomairu, lots more guys tried it chiyomaru? in 2022 mm-hmm. big old, Chiyom- big old chiyomaru. chiyomaru it didn't work for him but he tried yeah, Tsurugisho shows up on the list. Koto Echo, Aoyama. Maybe everyone's just like, I'm having a, like I'm
1: having a bad day at work, so I'm gonna just try I'm a going Everybody's I'm just gonna everybody go has a hanka day. Yeah, it's like a sick day.
0: Yeah, it everybody is has a hanka day. Yeah, but you know, somebody like Wakataka Kage does it once. It works for him, but it's only 2% of the wins for right. him throughout the entire year right. right versus number 1 on our list it's almost 40% of what he does wow it's a big big difference that's interesting so let's go to this year now because since it's not a finalized list we're in the middle of the year it's a little harder to pull the information together but i can tell you these are the trends yes trending. these are the trending this year for the third year running, we have Terutoshi in first place. Again, I think it's because of injury. He's right. down in Jurio, right? I mean, is he? I feel like he's like he's probably fallen off the Jurio list like, now.
1: My but by now. yeah,
0: so he's tried it five times, it hasn't worked at all wow. for him. So you can sort of watch his physical decline here just through the last three years, but. Tied for first place so far this year, Tobizaru. What? The exact same number. Whoa. So Toby Zaru right now is truly the Hanka King. Wow. No, not Chiyoshioma, so we have got to stop saying that. Yeah, by the way, Tedetsuyoshi is in Makushita. Yeah. He had a
1: 3 of 4 record in March, so he's now Makushita 5. Makes sense, because
0: he's... He's hurting.
1: Yeah, he's been out for a while. Yeah, he's kind of been falling.
0: So the flying monkey is spending a lot more time flying, right, these days. Uh, and I don't know if that's because he's worked his way higher in the ranks and he's just a little unsure of himself, or if that's his style and he's like, "I'm going to do Teraziosi's thing." He's just with Tobizaru. Yep. I think he's just
1: really. I think one of his strengths is is like Ura. Like you just never know what he's, got. he's brave. He tries something new all the time. He doesn't have just one way he's going to fight. He has, he's willing to kind of try anything. It's including all, the Henka. Including the
0: Henka. And <laughs> second place on this list is someone down in Jurio and it's another smaller one. Enho. Enho, yeah. Which makes sense. But there are two guys that come in next and have tried the Henka Three times so far this year, our favorite Chiyoshoma, Chiyoshoma with a sixty-six percent success rate. Okay, he's you know going for the glory That's for right. the third year in a row. But this one surprised me. Endo is tied with Chiyoshoma right now for his Hankas.
1: See, that does not surprise me. I was about to say earlier, Endo's somewhere in there. You because are correct. Endo, I have seen him pull some of this funny business before, especially when it counts.
0: Yeah. He loves to screw with people. So we should be watching Tobizaro, Chiyoshoma, and Endo for their hankas. That surprised me. I did not think that Endo had tried so many this year. How many again? Three so far. Yeah. But we're only in the third basho. Yeah, he's going to do at least one or two per basho. And the next one, oh, also tied in that same place, Midori Fuji. Wow. Which makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because he's small. Because he's small, y'all. Tied in next, who have done two hankas thus far. This one surprised me. Abby. Oh, I think I remember that one. Kimbozan. Kotoeko. Tsurogisho. Wow. Bigger guys. I know interesting yeah it looking at this list i mean there's a whole lot more you could glean from this list but it really made me think hard about who's using hanka and in what circumstance right and i have a tendency to just point at one guy in particular and say you do too many hankas but there's lots of reasons and lots of uses for a hanka and it takes much more technique for it to be successful Right, so I'm and gonna I mean, stop looking down so much on the Henka.
1: Well, also, you know, there's a lot of things that are very close calls that are the hit and shift, and they look like a Henka. So the guys use that all of the time. I would be willing to say that 90% of them do hit and shift at least once or twice during a tournament,
0: okay. you know. You know who I've yet to see on any of these lists? Who? Show die. Shoda, yeah. Karen of Fuji. Yeah, they just absorb. They don't care. Yeah, they just absorb. It's kind of amazing, right? Three years running and you you don't see them. I mean, they're just one of many. At least half the guys never seem to use it at mm. all. But it's still kind of astounding to go, wow, they're they're in the highest division. They're in Sanyaku, and they are not hankering. Yeah. At all. Yeah. At all. At all. <laughs> interesting maybe that's why we love them maybe that's maybe. part of the reason why we love them maybe so is that it yep that's it for me just to give you a little bit more about hankas before we head into the sumo tournament that that's right is- i just
1: also wanted to say thank you to kay who is over in japan about to uh, one of our listeners and she has sent us pictures of her at Hakakubeya watching all the Koto boys do the stable, uh, do their morning keiko. She has sent all these cool pictures. Uh, thank you for uh, sending all those. Those are really fun to see. And for everybody else who sends us pictures from Japan and pictures of the sumo wrestlers we and love all the fun it. stuff to look at. We appreciate it. Yeah.
0: We love it. We love it. We love it. All right. All till right. then, next week, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See you later. Bye.